welcome to the 13th gate. We're your gatekeepers. I'm Kat. I'm Amber. I'm Noah. Hi, I'm here too. Um, so before we start this episode, do you have a question, dear child? Question. Yeah, what's, question what's you doing? Oh, oh, I need help with homework. Oh, what homework? Uh, it's actually science. What the hell? Because, I mean, some of the stuff Actually, we're talking about there's is... there's a lot of pages, um, and it's mostly just photosynthesis. When is it due? Photosynthesis. I don't know. Well, that's... He didn't really give us a due date right now. Okay, but I think we have to get so it done can, by the end of the week. Can it wait until after we're done this? Yeah. yeah I was gonna wait. Cool. Okay, awesome. So, <laughs> we did not end last one with a question. However, the question that was posed immediately after we ended was, if you could live... For all eternity, how would you spend your time? Absolutely. Now, you would age very slowly or stay the same age as you are now, youthful, I'm hoping. But how would you spend your time? For me, I think I would learn as much as I could. I think I would spend my time educating myself in everything that I find fascinating. I would learn every language that I could, absorb multiple cultures, music, I just... Educate myself to the best of my ability on anything and everything. I think that would be an amazing way to spend my time. What about you guys? Noah? Either sleeping or learn inventing new stuff. Inventing? Interesting. And Kat, what would you do? Um, I would travel. I would learn new things. Because, well, there's always stuff to learn. Um, visit as many historical places as I possibly could. Um, I just would just, I'd be adventurous. I, I would be as adventurous as I could. Like, meeting new people, trying new things, learning, going to historical places, going to haunted places that I wouldn't be able to go to unless, like, I had the time to travel to them all. Interesting. So that kind of leads nicely into our topic tonight, which is haunted houses. Now, as you guys know, we are horror movie lovers here. Um, out of all the horror movies, though, which house would you want to live in and which one wouldn't you? For me, I would not want to be in the 13th ghost house. But it's because it's a lot of glass and I have OCD and I'm sorry, but... Cleaning that many windows is not okay. By the time you get to the last window and figure out what side all the smudges have been on, you got to restart the whole entire process. Now, if I also have people running around putting fingerprints on those glasses, I'm going to lose my mind in a very short window <laughs> of time. So that house is not okay for me. Um, I don't so much mind all the psycho ghosts and everything in there. I mean, that's kind of trippy. And it's okay that I guess I can see them with the glasses. And I'm still not thrilled about it. However, that house in general, because of that glass, would drive me insane. I just, I know me, and I know how I am with Windex, and like glass cleaners, and there's not enough paper towels in the world for me to clean that much glass. I mean, I would need a squeegee, and like a very intense system, and no, I, I, I can't handle that. But I guess my haunted house level for like what I'd be willing to tolerate and live with would be about Scooby-Doo level. I just okay. need a dog that's not a stoner to chase out the evil villain, and then I'm cool. But you live with a stoner at that point. Because Shaggy is a stoner and Scooby lives with Shaggy. Okay, then I need Scrappy Doo's help. Like, it oh, is what Lord. it is. 
<laughs> I don't think you want that either. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got a little... I, I think you need to get smacked a couple times with the like, rolled up newspaper, but it's okay. He was a feisty little critter. Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> I, I get his like, energy. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, go get him. I don't care. You go do you, boo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's about where I'm at with that kind of stuff. What about you, Noah? Uh, can I say Alcatraz? Would that be a thing, or would that's, that would be a no? No, yeah, it's haunted, actually. I, I mean, mean if you not... want to live there, rock it out, bro. It's... I want to live there for one reason. It's because it's huge, and if just a few, it's an island in the middle of a giant body of water that I can be away from people. And, and I there's can a lot of sharks it. around the island, so I mean, like... I can renovate it and make it my own, and I can live yeah. in Alcatraz. I mean, I guess the cool part about that is, like, there's no unexpected visitors, like... They don't, <laughs> you know. <coughs> I mean, it's not technically a house, but it did house people, so sure. it still counts. Okay, in so, my opinion. So I can say I want to play Alcatraz. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm dying. That's where I'd want to live. Okay, okay. I mean, we were kind of talking horror movie type-esque at the moment, but... But you know what, I'll go for that. <coughs> Plus, there's not enough, there's not enough What kind? Soda? Anything. Water. Get her anything. Okay. Anything so I can stop choking. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm in the way. Thank you. <laughs> you get water. You get water. It's the first thing I saw, okay? Works for me. And I'm not going to give you my Snapple. Um, so for me, if we're talking horror movie, um, I'm particularly fond of the Amityville Horror house from the movie okay not the actual house as it stands now which um there are a lot of there's a lot of skepticism behind that actual story which i don't know if we'll cover that one one day because it's so popular that like i feel like everybody knows about it but Mm -hmm. you know i i like the house itself and if it is you know, demonized and got stuff living in it. Cool. Okay. Now, if you found out that there were brutal murders that took place in your dream house. Okay. What would you do? Uh, make sure that everything that needed to be cleaned was cleaned properly and replaced so that I don't have to smell rotting blood in the floors and shit. Would you be okay to still live there? Knowing yeah. that, like, brutal things happen. Noah? Would you be able to live in a house that had brutal murders or brutal history to it? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Nothing wrong with it. As long as the house, like, if it's cleaned up and made look like an actual house again, sure. Okay. Now, what if you guys found yourself on vacation in something like a hotel, like in The Shining? You found yourself in that situation where you're in a giant haunted hotel. You're one of the few people there. Alcatraz. <laughs> I mean, how do you think you would handle that situation? You pretty well. Um. <laughs> Noah's all about dining rooms. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go down and make myself one heck of a meal. And like, I mean, have you seen the kitchen in that movie, The Shining? Like, that kitchen's epic. It's a, it's a giant hotel kitchen. And it's got like everything. <laughs> so can I know we're making meals? Like, <laughs> yeah, why not? Food. Seriously, does it have an indoor pool? Cause like we'd be chilling. Cats over here making margaritas and like full blown vacationing. Like she is cooking and 
you like, set them up for life. You set them on vacation, like I, she's like you, bibbity bobbity boo over there. I don't care. I'm on vacation. Don't mess with my margaritas. Don't mess with I'm like straight, my food. Look, I will look at a ghost and be like, y'all, y'all want a margarita too? <laughs> I will pour them a glass, put a straw in it, and be like, what's up? I will. She's like, it's five o'clock somewhere. Lying. I don't know where you're haunting, what time it is in your time zone, but you you want to get it on? Like, let's get drunk. <laughs> let's get tipsy. It's five o'clock. Let's go. I completely vouch you would we, do that. We we chilling. <laughs> we chilling. Haven't had a vacation in like a million years. Like we chilling. Like we got our margaritas. I got like I mean, come on. How much? Trouble? I mean, I think if you mess up her vacation at this point, she'd be the scariest thing in that hotel. <laughs> yeah, I know how to work some sage. I know how to Google cleansing spells and blessing spells. Someone could like, clean the place for it. Play with me. Oh. Yeah, it went on a while ago. Okay. Apparently it didn't want to be around anymore. Anyway. Did it relight it? No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry, we had a candle burning for a very particular reason, but not the point. Yo. So, on vacation, like, I think if I were to be in a haunted hotel, I mean, as long as you're not messing with my sleep, like, you, you do your thing out in the hallway. You want to scream and, like, ask people to play? Go ahead. Just don't mess with my sleep. Like, do uh, I want to play? Um, no, I want a margarita and some shots. You want, you want to join me? I mean, you're forever going to be nine, so I guess it's okay for you to drink. You're, you're dead. Yeah, it's not going to kill you. I mean... If there's some little boy running around yelling red rum, I'm going to be like, somebody get your kid. Somebody get your kid. He's going to the pool. I'm going to tell you that right now. Where's the red rum? Hold on. They make red rum? (laughs) She'd be following him around going, where is it? Is it big? Is it yummy? What what brand? (laughs) Right? What's up? What's up with the rum? Sir, this is like the 12th hallway. You better be finding me some rum real soon. Straight up. <laughs> now, 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 if he's doing that to indicate murder, uh, I mean, at the same time, I'd be like, that's, that's a pretty, okay, that's a dead body. Still don't see the rum. But, uh. You need help hiding that? Amber, she's looking at the couch. <laughs> okay. She's a weirdo. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we don't want her looking the couch. But anyway, <laughs> the dog licking the couch during the podcast, like, that's, yeah, we don't need the While the other couch. one is snoring, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Okay, puppy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go on bad. But she can't lick the couch. Oh. Is that what you would do in a haunted house? Interesting. I, you know, I think a, a haunted hotel might actually be kind of fun. This is why I wouldn't go. Yeah. Because you know, like, you get to leave at the end of the day. This is why I want to be able to understand them. I mean, you hope you get to leave. Would you that like, is true. Would you like you would to hope? Come on. Hop up. Come on. Come on. I don't know if that's really what she wanted. I think she wanted to lick the couch. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this. If you're given your dream house and Poltergeist activity starts... What would it take to force you out of your house? Like, how bad would it have to get? You'd have to kill me. Yeah. All right, there's cement. I think when harm starts coming to people is where I start drawing lines. I'm going to tell you right now, though, you you might not want to do that because you kill me. <laughs> there's not going to be an end to it. <laughs> and you, now you got to live with me for the rest of eternity because I'm going to haunt that shit with you. <laughs> You're going to haunt the ghost. Damn straight. That Everything that moves, she puts right back and she smacks it. 
She walks around with like a rolled up newspaper in her afterlife. No, like like they're gonna put the chair like over here in the middle and like make it look all weird, and I'm gonna like slightly move it to the left. She's like, that is not where that chair belongs. Do not mess with my feng shui. No, I'm gonna just walk around and just move it slightly and keep walking. Do 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 do. I frustrate the crap out of them like they did to me. <laughs> yeah, I can see you doing that. I would too. I would. I would torment them just as much as they tormented me. I do it to my kids all the time. <laughs> True. Don't put a pat. I mean, if I'm gonna do it to the kid, I'm gonna do it to the ghost. Like I'm sorry. Like you. you. <laughs> okay. No. Oh my goddamn. <laughs> I was reading something where they were saying some of the most haunted places are psychiatric hospitals. It's, yeah. I mean, a lot of the turmoil, a lot of the negative energy, a lot of the psychiatric hospitals way, way back in the day, really, these people weren't actually considered to have any real mental issues. I mean, a woman who was outspoken like us would get locked up because she was outspoken and they'd lock her up until she learned her place. I mean, they also thought that, you know, anything related to homosexuality was a mental disease or ailment. I mean, and then you also have it where you got into the parts where, you know, they thought a cure for tuberculosis, um, your sexuality, being, you know, homosexual, all that, was a lobotomy. And a lot of people died from said lobotomies. They also did a lot of things like bloodletting, which literally they would just cut you open and let you free bleed until they thought it was out of you. And, um, I mean, they, electroshock therapy was a thing before they knew, like, certain... Bella has an opinion on that. (laughs) Like, before they knew, like, what, what damage it would do. I mean, you know, they still do electroshock therapy now, but it's under very strict, strict, strict guidelines and, like, only prescribed in certain areas still and for certain specific things. I guess for me, you know, it it really is terrifying when you think, like, what if some of these places were haunted and these people were actually seeing things? And here you are, like, shoving things in my head and scrambling my noggin when I... It's, like, legit haunted. Well, I mean, think about how they came to that place in the first place, you know? Like, a husband didn't like that a wife was, you know, not as compliant as he wanted her to be. So he sent her there pretty much to break her spirit. It's really... It's traumatizing a kid daydreams too much he was sent there you right know? children children have like like i mean someone like noah with adhd would be sent there because he was constantly distracted and he's always very hyper mm-hmm. and like the things they would over medicate they wouldn't be able to send me there they'd um, come here to try to send me there and you'd murder them then you'd both be going they wouldn't be able to take us they'd all be dead Eventually somebody would get her. <laughs> We'd move. That's a possibility. Change our names, you know. But, um, no, at the end of the day, though, like, can you imagine, like, you legitimately are experiencing a haunting. People just think it's a mental illness. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the reason, you know, those places were haunted was because of the epic manner of their deaths. They were murdered in horrific manners there, you know. Oh, absolutely. They, they I'm not disputing would, that, but can you imagine legitimately experiencing things? And people are going, no, you're crazy. 
Meanwhile, every time you lay down to go to sleep, you're hearing the person that had that room before you. Yeah, that would that would definitely, if you weren't crazy when you went in, that would definitely drive you there. It makes you wonder how many people legitimately seen things or heard things that made them start questioning their own sanity, but maybe it was actual paranormal activity. Exactly. I mean, it's possible. And that just makes it even more tragic in my mind. Like, I mean, another place just like that that you would consider haunt being slight, you know, slightly more haunted than other places would be prisons. Absolutely. And, like, castles that had built-in dungeons. Exactly. Torments. I mean, there's numerous places that are shut down prisons that they say people are still serving their time in. I mean, for example, one place that was mentioned already is, you know, by Mr. Noah over here, Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. You can go to Alcatraz Island, and like, take and take a tour and, and take an overnight, like, you can have a sleepover at Alcatraz. Eastern State Penitentiary. Eastern State is notoriously haunted. Absolutely. I don't know if they let you sleep over, though. No, but they do let you walk through on historical tours, and around Halloween they do do some pretty interesting things. They turn into a total fright thing. Which, to me, I kind of have mixed feelings about, and it's kind of... I think it's stupid only because it's not anything to do with the actual fear, you know, like, real ghosts or anything, like, the real hauntings that supposedly take place there. They literally make hauntings where they have actors dress up as scary things, reach out and grab you and stuff like that, and you have to see how long you can last. Yeah. But if they grab you and drag you out, you're done. You're out. You don't get to see the rest of it. Which, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to pay as much money as you're charging me for, I want to make it through the entire thing. Exactly. Like, put a, you know, if you if you catch me or whatever, like, and, and whatever, put a bracelet on me to say that I was caught, but let me continue on so that I can still see what the rest of the things you've got going on is because I want my money's worth. Exactly. Um, we live in an area where they do, like, a lot of, like, haunted fairs, haunted farms and stuff. Hayrides. Yeah, and they're all, like, jump scares. Oh, yeah. It, it's all jump scare. When but I'm talking I about, mean, like, legit haunting places. Like, that's oh, yeah. the kind of stuff that I find interesting, like, battlefields and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. How much would it cost to actually There's, buy Alcatraz? Um, oh, not a lot. I mean, it's owned by the, I think it's owned by the state of California. I believe so. Because it's a state, pen, or it might be actually owned privately, I don't know. I think it's done by the state. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, you know, a lot of people don't think about it, but a lot of homes turn into military hospitals. Yeah. So there's a lot of homes that I mean, they see they, soldiers to today. Especially down south. Yes. That was done a lot down south. But look at even some of your plantations, your mm. old plantations. There are numerous ones where they actually were mass grave murders for slaves and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Where they were beaten and treated so unbelievably cruelly. <laughs> and these... Sorry, Nala's, like, rolling over and being all cute. <laughs> um, these individuals, like, they suffered horrible deaths, horrible lives. And some of them are still supposedly there, you know? They're regularly seen going about whatever they're doing. Yeah. I mean, some of the plantation hauntings are some of the scariest stories. Just because they are real stories. I mean, even look at the Underground Railroad, you know, some of the sites that were raided that they actually caught them on, they burned the house to the ground with the people helping them inside. You know, if you got caught, you were in some deep trouble. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm probably and you're gonna probably 100% agree with me, but all the concentration camps in Germany. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know those stories are just absolutely heart wrenching, especially when you get into like some of the experiments that they did on some of the people and some of the kids. A lot of kids, a lot of twins. Yeah. Um. And what they would do is they would inject them with various things and even to today they have no idea what they were injected with but they would inject one and not the other and just see what happened so a lot of twins perished they lost their siblings because they were injected with who knows what for what purpose um there was a lot of horrible horrible things that took place yeah um i they've got it that's absolutely got to be among some of the most haunted Absolutely. Do you know there's a house of death in New York City? Um, I know there was one in Chicago where a guy literally made it into, like, a hotel slash maze. H.H. Holmes. Yeah, to kill people. It actually really wasn't what they said it was. It did have some false doors and stuff like that. Um, but it really wasn't quite as bad as they made it out to be. Okay. It, it kind of, like, did that whole, like, folklore legend bullshit. Okay. Um, but he did, uh, <laughs> he had it built, and he kept, because he didn't have the money to pay for the contractors, he would constantly switch contractors and, like, redo the blueprints. Hmm. So nobody knew exactly where everything was, and in some places it, there was supposed to be a door where there wasn't. It was really weird. He did murder a couple people, but he really, he only murdered, it was one woman that lived there, and I think her daughter. Not sure if he killed the daughter. And then he killed uh, his partner, who was helping him do insurance fraud for these deaths, as well, and they faked his death, but he ended up actually killing him because, well, you know, can't have him resurfacing. Murder. The cops were, like, on him. And then he ended up killing, I think, three of that man's six children. Hmm. Um, because they were suspicious of him. Um, he may have killed one other person, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to, like, relook that one up. But he's very fascinating, and they think, uh, there was, there's theories that he um, had been Jack the Ripper before he lived in Chicago. But I heard that before. There's no proof to that. Now, the weird thing about him was that he had, and he still has living relatives to this day, by the way. There was actually a special on it, and um, they could not definitely say that he was H.H. H. Holmes, or that he was Jack the Ripper, sorry. But there was a whole story on it, and yeah. including, like, believing that there were still bodies buried where the place used to be, which is now a parking lot. Like, yeah, they tore it down very quickly after um, people burnt it to... You know, they lit it yeah. on fire because they didn't want it around. So they took, like, ground penetrating radar and went over where mm-hmm. the basement area would have been to see if there was still, like... Yeah. It is said that because he didn't want anyone experimenting or doing things to his body, that he he wanted... It was in his will that he was buried in cement. Like, mm-hmm. he was put into his coffin, and his coffin... They poured... Uh, cement was poured into the coffin with him. Interesting. And he was encased in it so that they couldn't mess with him. Um, and he was supposed to be dug up to have DNA testing done to make sure it really was him. 
because there were rumors that the body that they buried in that coffin wasn't him. Come on, Belle. So, what about the um, Westchester house? Yes. That's another one. Winchester, not Winchester. Sorry. Um, Winchester house. So, for those that don't know, her family invented the rifles and everything, and she really her husband. Her Her husband's husband's family. family. She um, thought the victims that were killed by the guns were going to come back to get her. So she created the house into a giant maze with staircases that went nowhere, doors that opened to nothing, some opened to, like... Doors that opened to the outside yeah. from, like, six stories up, and you would, if you stepped out of it without knowing Stop. where you were, you went curse flat. Um, the house is in San Jose, California. Okay. Um... It's and it, it's an actual. It's like a rambling Victorian mansion. This is what it looks like, by the way. Oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. But inside, Ooh. it is absolute nonsense. Um, and it's it's said to be host, haunted by the ghost of everyone killed by a Winchester rifle. Um, and that, in order to appease them, the house owner. Uh, Sarah Winchester, who was the heir to the fortune because of her husband, the founder's widow, added room after room to the house to add more space for the dead. Um, and she didn't simply add rooms. Like you said, it was a labyrinth filled with, like, you know, the, the you know, cut-off staircases, sloping floors, um, and, a, like, a rabbit warren of chambers. It had 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 47 fireplaces, 40 staircases, 13 bathrooms, 9 kitchens. And she died in the home in 1922. And the home has, it, it, to this day, it hosts ghost tours. A poor lady probably got lost trying to find one of the 9 kitchens. Um, Can you imagine, I can't even keep track of a gallon of milk in my own kitchen now, whether or not it's expired. Can you imagine having to buy 9 gallons of milk? Keep everything in your kitchen. You you need to make a map of the house and keep it on you at all times. Absolutely, and even and then, floor. even then, like she was constantly drawing out like new additions and to change rooms and lead them into other places. It was on napkins and stuff, leaving them everywhere. It was fascinating. Another That's haunted place crazy. Uh, that is something that a lot of people our age is going to recognize as a thing although if you go younger than us and i don't know how much i know at least 20 20 21 year olds have no idea what what what, who this person is which baffled me because i mean it's history for one and i mean okay i'm intrigued like mystery for two lizzie borden oh this is another house. It was a nursery rhyme. Like, how did you not know? I've heard the last name before. I feel like I've heard Borden, but I don't think I've heard Probably from name. us. Mm-mm. From a TV show. Lizzie Borden had an act. She gave her mother 40 wax when she... Uh, oh, my God. When she had seen what she had done, she gave her father, father 41. 41. She yep, there it is. I've heard that before. Allegedly, because she was acquitted of, of these murders. Which I would like to note her dog's ear was laying down now just straight up in the air. Yeah. So she starts so talking about this. she allegedly killed her stepmother 
and left her for dead left her dead upstairs in the bed in the guest bedroom. And then when her father came home for a nap, like he always did every day, she killed him and bludgeoned both of them with an axe. No witnesses, even though they had a maid in the house. Um, all this, that, and the other thing. And she literally was cap able to get out of it. And went on to live a long life. It was also said that she was possibly a lesbian. Well, there was also a lot of people said that there's no way a woman could have that much stamina to lift an axe and swing it that many times. Like, it was thought yeah. of as not physically possible. For a woman. Yes. Which is why they thought maybe a man had done it. So, you can go stay in her ha her the house that the murders took place in. Because that wasn't her house. It was her house with her parent, her step-parent, her father yeah. and stepmother, her sister... She ended up using the money from her father to buy a house up on the hill, which was more prestigious. There is a movie about it with Christina Ricci. There is also a TV series. I think it's on Netflix. Yes, I've seen it. Um, and then there's another version of it that Kristen Stewart is in, and I think she plays the maid, not Lizzie. Okay, because I really don't like her. As but I'm not 100% sure. I have not seen that one. Mostly because I don't Well, let me ask you this. Could you live comfortably in a house with a spouse, or would you even marry somebody, that had been accused of horrific murders? Acquitted or not, regardless, could you live with that person comfortably? I think it would depend on the circumstances of the murders. What was the motive? Why were they committed? You don't know. You just know that this person was accused, and say so they were acquitted of them, but... Well, like I said, I would need to know what the circumstances were. Even not, even if they didn't disclose it to me, I want to know what the circumstances were from the evidence and whatever, like what what evidence do they have? What are the circumstances from your end? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, Noah, would you ever marry a woman that had ever been accused of murder? Could you? Uh, if she doesn't murder me, sure. Would you be comfortable with a woman that had been accused of murder mothering your children? Why not? As long as she doesn't kill my children, sure. I don't care if she blows up the entire world. As long as me and my children are okay, fuck it. <laughs> okay, well that's Noah's opinion. I don't... I have really bad paranoia. So I think I'd always be like, what you doing? What you doing? I don't know if I could. I have trust issues, though, so... I do, too. But at the same time, and I have paranoia, as you well know. So, I mean, it would literally... Noah, can you get the cricket? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's walking towards How does this guy get in? It might be a different guy. No, it's the same one. I can tell. It's the exact same size. Why? He's, he's not being all erratic. Please don't break my glasses. Okay, I'll this throw boy. on the floor. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on, because I don't even, yeah. So, another legendary house that is haunted. Okay. The White House. Really? Yes, oh. actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, it is rumored that, um... Oh, hell no. Ronald oh, Reagan true. reportedly entertains di dinner, um... You know, Ronald Reagan reportedly entertained dinner party guests with stories of his dog barking at invisible specters and his daughter Maureen walking 
waking to a transparent figure looking out the window of the Lincoln bedroom. And it may have been President Lincoln himself. Huh. Um, so, President Lincoln had a wife, uh, as we know. And he had at least one or two sons. I know, I know he at least had one. And we know that he was survived by his wife. Well, I know one of the presidents lost multiple children. Yeah. Um, I know Lincoln lost a son in the house to, I, I don't know if it was tuberculosis or what it was, but it was like or, con, or consumption or something. I know he lost one and his wife was, in, you know, she was depressed. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, yeah. Um, Lincoln's wife, Mary Todd, held seances in the White House. To contact their son Willie, who oh, it was typhoid. Okay. Um, presumably from contaminated water pumped into the White House. Um, but it, you know, it was that. Um, also, they did claim to. She did claim to get in touch with President Andrew Jackson, who was loitering in his former bedroom. Oh, his ghost. Yeah. Um. So this says travel and leisure. By the way, says. White House Historical Association President William Henry Harrison, the first president to die in the White House, continues to stay there. It's not just the former presidents that haunt the hall, haunt the halls, though, of the highest office. Dolly Madison, wife of President James Madison, is said to visit the gardens she helps plant. And Abigail Adams, president, uh, wife of President John Adams, is known to do her laundry in the East Room. And the White House does tours normally, not under, like, obviously, the flag that we've got going on. Um, but I don't know, I guess it depends on what guide you get, if you hear about the ghosty stuff. Um, so that's something. Uh, let's see if I can find some more cool ones. We have a ghost dog. If that counts. Oh, yeah, we do. We do have one of those, don't we? Mm-hmm. Or a ghost animal? I'm not sure. It usually appears as a dog. Or I've seen it as a bunny and a rat-sized creature. We also, in our storage room, have about 10 or 11 ghosts that just sit in there at night. If you go in with the lights off, you can usually see them when it's pitch black in there. Like you can see white figures moving around. Fine. Mm-hmm. Might want to let your dog in before she digs a hole through the house. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about like just chilling in the White House and like one of the past presidents being like, "What you doing?" I, I think that would trip me out a little bit. I, I definitely think that'd be probably pretty stressful. I don't know though. I guess if they're cool and like real chill, like maybe I wouldn't care. And if you're just gonna go about your business and not acknowledge me, I'm okay with that. I'm still have questions. I'm probably gonna stare at you, but I think I'd be okay with it. Well, one um, one haunted house in New Orleans that um, was like one of my the first ones I thought about when we talked about doing haunted houses, um, is the La Lurie house in Louisiana. 
Madame Delphine Lawler. Okay, that's. I was gonna say, why do I know that name? Yeah. So she was a she was a serial killer. She was Marie Delphine McCarthy or McCarthy, more commonly known as Madame Blanc. B L A N Q U E. And after her third marriage, was came to be famously known as Madame Lalaurie. Um, she was a serial killer who tortured and murdered her slaves in her house. And the house is said to be very, very, very haunted. Um, so there was a young slave girl who um, was brushing Madame Lalaurie's hair. And Madame Lollery had a knot in her hair. And the slave girl was brushing and caught the brush on the knot and yanked her hair. Well, this enraged this woman and she chased this girl, young, young girl. I think she was maybe like eight or eight or nine or somewhere be she was like between eight and 15. Chased this poor little girl through her house to beat her. This little girl ran up through the house, through the attic, up onto the roof, and jumped to her death rather than be punished by her master. Wow. And it is said in the house that on occasion, this is the wall, there's one occasion where the house turned into like a dance studio like artsy kind of stuff at one point years years and years later and a little girl was getting ready to go to her class and she was the only one in the hallway and she sees another little girl go running through the hallway crying well being a concerned little girl she chased after this other girl ends up on the roof and somehow ends up falling to her death from the rooftop hmm. Um, it said that they, the house was turned into several different things and people just were not able to stay there. And like, it was not a successful business. It was not a successful much of anything. Um, it said that there was a, uh, voodoo woman, priestess woman who lived not too far from the house and that Madame Lalaurie made a deal with her the two of them did a spell of some kind and made a deal with the devil and Madame Lollery ended up, I don't know if she birthed the child or what she did, but had a very terrifyingly deformed son and all the baby did was cry, like cry and cry and this, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a human baby cry from what the story says, it was more <coughs> like the cries of a baby goat. <laughs> Everyone knows what that sounds like. And, you know, it. they, apparently, they tried to kill the baby and get rid of it, and it came back alive. Like, what do you mean it came back alive? It came back. Like, they killed it. It did a boomerang? Left it somewhere, and they came back for it. Like, it came back. Um, it just, like, showed up and dinged on, on the doorstep? Like, I don't understand. Pretty much. Back. Yeah, it nope. came back. Nope. Um, so they end up, uh, Madame Lollery ended up giving it to this voodoo priestess woman that she was besties with and had her raise it. And she tried to give it back to Madame Lollery, but she wouldn't let her take it back. 
Um, so this woman was horrific. And this all takes place at in 1834. The address of this house, which I'm not sure if it's still there, is 1140 Royal Street in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Um, the house ended up catching fire. And neighbors rushed out to help, offering to like, pour water on the flames and help the family, family like, get out. However, when they arrived, they noticed that the woman of the house, Madame Lollery, was alone. Um, and a mansion without slaves seemed to be, like, shocking. And the locals were like, wait, where are all your slaves? Because she was known to have them. She was, Logical you know, question. She, she, she was, you know, whatever. And they took it upon themselves to search the house while it was on fire. Now, can you handle her? Because she's being a pain in the butt. You know what it is? Get back in the chair. Yes. So what they found changed everybody's perception of this woman. So she was, at that point, up till that point, she was a respectable member of society. And now she's known as the savage mistress of New Orleans. So they went into the house and they, the first group found slaves in the attic. Um, Speak. And it was very clear that these slaves were tortured. Very epically clear. Um, So eyewitnesses say that there were at least seven slaves beaten, bruised, and bloodied to within inches of their life. Their eyes were gouged out. Their skin was flayed. Their mouths were filled with excrement and then sewn shut. Um, One particularly disturbing report... (laughs) claimed that there was a woman whose bones had been broken and reset so that she resembled a crab and that another woman was wrapped in human intestines. Uh, This witness also claimed that there were people with holes in their skulls and wooden spoons near them that would be used to stir their brain. Uh, There were rumors that there were dead bodies in the attic as well. Their corpses mutilated beyond recognition. Their organs were not all intact or inside their bodies. Some say there were only a handful of bodies. Other claim there were over a hundred of them. But either way, like, it basically showed that she was disgusting. And, I mean, she wasn't always icky. She really wasn't always sadistic. Um, She was born in 1780 um, to an affluent white Creole family. Uh, They moved from Ireland to the then Spanish-controlled Louisiana a generation before she was born. So she was only the second generation to be born in America. This woman was married three times and had five children who she said was said to attend to lovingly. Her first husband was a Spaniard named Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulio. Um, He was a cabello... De La Royale de Carlos, or high-ranking Spanish officer. I was going to ask you what the hell that word meant. Um, <laughs> yeah. The pair had one child together, a daughter, before his untimely death in Havana while he was en route to Madrid. Uh, four years after he died, she remarried to a Frenchman named Jean Blanc. This man was a banker, a lawyer, and a legislator. And Why does that name sound familiar? Uh, Blanc? I don't know. Um, 
He was very affluent in the community, uh, just as much as her own family had been. And together they had four children, three daughters and one son. After he died, she married her third and final husband, a much younger doctor named Leonard Lewis Nicholas Lollery. Jesus, that's a lot of elves. He was not often president in her day-to-day -day life and mostly left her to her own devices. I really hope to God he did not have a speech impediment trying to say that name. Um, whatever. That's not a big problem. So in 1831, she purchased a three-story mansion at 1140 Royal Street. And as many society women did at the time, she kept slaves. Most of the city was shocked at how polite she was to them, showing them kindness in public, and even manumitting two of them in 1819 and 1832. I guess, I think that means, like, she set them free. I'm sure it's not emancipating. M-A-N-U-M-I-T-T-I-N-G. He's the type I think speaks to be emancipating. I don't know. Um, however, shortly after 1832, rumors began to spread that her politeness in public was an act. Hmm. Um, and these rumors were true. So, New Orleans had laws unlike most of the southern states that protected, and that's in quotation, slaves, um, that protected slaves from unusually cruel punishments. These conditions at the Lollery Mansion were far from adequate. So there was rumors that she kept her 70-year-old cook chained to the stove, starving. There were other rumors that she was keeping secret slaves for her doctor husband to practice Haitian voodoo medicine on. And then there were other reports that her cruelty extended to her daughters, who she would punish and whip if they tried to help the slaves in any way. Two of the reports are on record as being true. Um, so it doesn't say which two, um, but I know the most likely ones are the ones where she whipped her daughters for helping. And... When the fire did occur, they did find her 70-year-old slave chained to the stove. She was actually the one who started the fire and laid down to go to sleep, hoping she would die in the flames so that she didn't have to deal with mm. the torment anymore. Let me ask you something. Okay. Say you redefine the love of your life. Mm -hmm. They've been married before. Okay. Their previous spouse died in the house. Could you live in that house? I've already asked this once. No, this is different. I don't know. I kind of feel like in order to move on and be with me, no, I couldn't live there because that house is going to have memories full of the two of them. And I'd be afraid to touch or move or change anything. Then don't touch or move anything. But that makes it her house still and not mine. You touch and move some stuff and leave other stuff. I don't think I could, particularly if it was the same bedroom. Like, if the, I found out, like, they died in that bedroom, in that bed. Oh, no, that bed. That, no. That's going, like, I, I could do handle. That. I could handle in uh -huh. the bedroom, not not the bed. That would have to go. I'm sorry. But I don't even know if I can put a bed in the same place. Like, 
it'd have to go in a different, like, area of the room. Like, it would have to be different. But I don't, I don't think I could because that's, that's not, you're not able to make it your own. It's not your house with them. It's still their house with that spouse, especially if they were in love with them. Like, you're not able to and you, you know, feel like, like it's yours. I, I think I would have, I'd be the same way you. Like, I don't think I could. Like, now, what if you found out the man that you were falling in love with had been married several times previously and widowed each time? I'm going to start questioning what happened to those women. Okay. All were ruled accidental or medical. Boy, bye. Okay. Either that or I'm going to make you a deal. You don't get to cook shit in this house. You don't get to touch nothing. I'm putting locks on all the cabinets. You got to ask permission to get food. Because fuck you. And I'm sorry, but like, how do you, you know, no. Mm -mm. Netball. If it's one or two of them that had something and it was like free, you know, like, okay, one died in a car accident and... Yeah, um, you know, one one died. You know, one was suicide. All right, I give you those. But if it's like every single one, and it's like you got like five under your belt, and all of them died car like, accident, food related, like something that like oh it looks died like in her sleep or right, mm, like mm, nah, I'm good. Or they all died on vacation or something. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, like... I'm gonna find out. Let me find out. I'm gonna find out. Because I, I ask Amber. I'm very I'm very good with the psychology stuff. I'm gonna find out. I'm, I, and, and if there's no physical proof, well, I mean, let's just say you had an accident. But no, I don't... First of all, if you had several previous spouses, I don't think... I, I think I'd be paranoid. I don't think I'd want to possibly be married to you only because... Why do you have several? You know, like. But I. But even if it was only one, though, I don't think I could live in that house. No, I couldn't live in the house. Especially you, not if they died in a bedroom or something in that house. Like I, I can't. Even if they, even if they didn't say they died in the hospital or like it was a car accident or something, that's not your space. And in order for them to move on from that person emotionally to be able to be with someone else you have to leave that place and move somewhere and move out and move to a new house you have to start over fresh somewhere where there it's going to be hit you know yours and his or her place it cannot be that original house that they lived in because i'm sorry every time you turn a corner it's memories of that he's having with him and you know his deceased loved one it's not memories that you and him are making because he's always going to view that and have stronger memories with or he or she is always going to have stronger memories with that previous person who they were you know so deeply embedded to and in love with so there's no way that there's going to be new memories made there with you that are going to overshadow it and it's also going to cause bitterness for you you're going to resent that house you're you're going to see their memories together 
you're going to see the painting on the walls that, that she picked out. You're going to see the couches and the furnishings in the house that she probably picked out and things like that. And there's a chance that you might go into the bathroom and open up the cabinet underneath and find like her bubble bath, her soap, her perfume, um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And it's going to be a constant reminder that you're only there because someone else is gone. And that's, that's going to cause problems with you and your relationship you're going to become very resentful of that and you're going to be like, well, he, he lost her so he settled for me. And it's not going to be a happy place for you and not going to be a happy relationship for you. It's not going to be a healthy relationship for you. And I'm sorry, but you need to have a healthy relationship to be successful. And how do you tell somebody, like, I don't feel comfortable living in this house because it reminds me of your dead wife or husband? Oh. Exactly, you just said it. Yeah, it's not gonna go over well, though. Like, no, it's gonna cause issues. It's gonna honest. have to be a conversation that you do have with them. But what happens if they tell you, "No, I don't want to move out of this house"? I, I, you have decisions to make, right? I, but I, I, the reason I brought that up is because you know, unfortunate things do happen. Absolutely. And you do fall in love again. You know, I believe you can fall in love multiple times. You can fall out of love with people, but I don't think that I could walk in the footsteps of another woman <coughs> in the house that you two made a home of. How do you fill the shoes of someone who they loved so much? And, and I don't think time heals that. I don't think time will ever erase memories fully. No, but and how, do you, how do you fill those shoes? How do you how do you feel like you know not? cooking meals in the kitchen like those were pots and pans that on our stove top that like she brought other meals to life and if I don't make them the same way or maybe you favored hers over mine like there's going to be some animosity You're, there I mean a lot like we all have self doubt and that's going to be something that you know, it's a problem in that relationship uh, you're going to feel like you're competing with someone who is has passed on and isn't even there and you're gonna have animosity towards that person <coughs> and they can't even defend themselves at this point because they're not there and they're not trying to create conflict for you hell they might even be in heaven or hell wherever they they got sent well, to like going yay he found love and especially in our age group you know the likelihood of them <coughs> having have had children together and you now still having to you know actively have a role in this child's life, you and, know. I mean, depending on, I mean, you're teenagers. You're not their biological mother, so then you also have other lines you have to be careful not yes, stepping on like or blurring. Teenagers or, are going to be real touchy if you move into that house. You cannot move one single thing out of place. You cannot move. Like, if you like your drawers a certain way, but she had hers something completely different, you can't move that stuff without risking an epic meltdown from there's no rearranging your kitchen that's like yeah if you touch the wrong thing if you move the wrong thing at the wrong time like you just it's it's very hard it's very i mean it, it it's very hard to do and it takes a lot of patience and you know proving that you're not trying to take over her place and replace her is something else that makes that situation very hard I, I think 
for me, it wouldn't be so much a physical haunting as much as a mental haunting that I'd be right. concerned about. Um, you also see this a lot of times where, like, you'll hear of a mother that lost a child and tries to replace that child, where they'll <coughs> adopt a kid that looks like that kid, or um, especially think, mother with, like, yeah. young babies, like, and crannies and stuff, or, like... Not- Infants. I mean, there's all there's times when that that child doesn't do what that other, their or their child did, and that they'll like get rid of said new child and try to find one to replace them with. Yeah, like you know, you hear where mothers have lost an infant and they'll kidnap one from a grocery store or from whatever they can because they need a new baby. There was one story where the woman befriended a, a young lady who was pregnant and. Um, killed her and wanted to cut the baby out of her. <coughs> and whatnot. And the baby wasn't even... It, I mean, honestly, she still had a few months left. The baby wouldn't have survived. So she... You know, her and her... The boyfriend ended up getting, like... Charged with murder... The murder of the young lady and the baby. Because that's... The baby has a heartbeat at that point. That's the that's homicide for both of them. Honestly, for me, I think a mental haunting might be worse than a physical one in some ways. Absolutely. If you are that stuck on a death that, you know, you can literally drive yourself crazy over that kind of stuff. I mean, um, A lot of women that lose babies, they'll hear the phantom cries of a child. Well, And I mean, it, it's difficult. You know, they're actual audible hallucinations, but they're real. I absolutely think that... I mean, in my opinion, if you are going to hurt someone, if you have the, if you want to hurt someone, you know, whatever, you can, you can physically, you know, fight with them. You can physically beat them up, harm them, whatever. Yeah, they're going to be left with scars, but it's not the scar itself that bothers them. It's the memory of what the scar was from. It is that mental psychological aspect of things it's the energy left in a place too i mean have you ever walked into a room after an argument you physically can feel the anguish in the air the mental yeah. like just i mean disdain for whatever yeah it's literal energy in the room an example you know a child get has an abusive parent or a step parent and they get physically harmed by said step parent or parent where it leaves a boot mark or a shoe print on them now, every time that child, even as an adult, sees a tread that looks similar to that boot print, it's triggering that memory. And it's not just the memory that pops back up. Sometimes it is so vivid that you can feel the impacts in the spot where you were hit with that object. That is what psychological stuff does to you, and it's 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 it, not your fault, but it's a trigger, and that is why anything psychological will always trump anything physical, because if you're not seeing said boot print, it's not there. You don't you don't think about it really. You don't you know whatever. You hear a certain name. Like, the name of the abuser, that's going to trigger those memories. You you will hear auditory hallucinate, you can auditory hallucinate their voice, the tone, 
the vibration, you know, etc. Their footsteps when you knew they were coming because they were angry, you know, stuff like that. I mean, even TV shows can be triggering. And all you did was hear, you know, for that child, the that one movie where he, the guy goes, I am, you know, this is Sparta, and kicks the guy into the giant endless hole, that could trigger that memory for that child, or that adult, even. And, I mean, when I say adult, you could be 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old and see something like that and trigger that memory. I don't think you can be all those ages at once, Mom. No, Seriously. So, I'm sorry, but that, I mean, that would be, the ultimate conversation would be, look, you know, dating you in this house, I could see all that, you know, traveling back and forth to both houses, you know, let's be really careful if there are kids involved, you know, what is stuff that they, you know, whatever. But going as far as, okay, now we're at the stage where we're engaged, we're going to move in together, we're going to get married, we need to discuss getting <coughs> our own house and having a fresh start. Because the quickest way you're going to ruin a relationship is to have something that triggers the other one to have doubts about themselves and the relationship. I mean, items can be haunted, have energy. Absolutely. But, I, like I said, I think a mental haunting is worse than a physical one in so many ways. Absolutely. I mean, it's a whole life. Like, it, it is a whole <coughs> life that, yeah, you hear residual hauntings where, you know, like, miscellaneous, where, like, it's repeating the same activity over and over again. But, you know, when it comes down to actual house hauntings, I, I don't know. It, to me... I think I'd rather deal with a house haunting than a haunted memory. Absolutely. I agree. I, I feel like a house haunting, you know, little sage and some candles and a little bit of holy water, and you, you can create a positive atmosphere, but when somebody is mentally still dealing with something, I, I don't know. I, I, I could not move into a house like that. No. I couldn't either. Even if I, I think like it was several I, years before and they are in a place where physically, mentally they want to move on, it would have to be a clean space for me. Right. I I mean I, I could I could date the person but I could not It's like old homes I've lived in, I could not go back to and relive in now years later. Because of the memories that they the walls hold. Yeah. There's too much there for me. And that's good and bad. I mean, meanwhile, like, I I lived, well, I lived in this house from Berlin at, well, I lived in, somewhere in an apartment around here until I was one, or something like that, like, for six months or so, or I don't remember how long, but then I lived in this house from whenever that was until I was three. I live here now. Um, I also have you know I lived not far literally like a couple blocks from where you live now I could live in that house again I have a lot of memories some of them might make me a little nostalgic and like whatever but I also feel like 
they would also maybe make me closer to my aunt and my grandfather and give me a little bit of peace. Would you feel like you'd have to almost restore it to what you remember it as? No, I'd have to make it, I'd want to make it my own. Okay. I might still have some aspects of, and, and like hints of them because that's who I am and they're, I, you know, they're part of me and I take a bit from them. Um, you know, I, in the basement of the house, we had, a, we had a bar. There, I mean, something that I'd probably always have in there would be, you know, a beer tap, even though I don't drink beer. I'll find somebody to drink it, whatever. But I'd also always have a full bottle of vodka. Because my aunt was always drinking vodka. And then I'd, of course, for her, Bon Jovi memorabilia. My grandfather liked, you know, he liked some of the Kung Fu movies, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan was one of his favorites. Um, and some of the cowboyish movies and stuff like that. Um, so there's some things that I'd have that would represent both of them. But I would definitely make it my own space. I don't think I could move back into any of the houses that, you know, I previously lived in just because <coughs> there's so much there that is negative. And I think I would almost feel guilty if it wasn't the way that it was. Well, you know, you you actually kind of have an experience with a little bit of this at the moment. Your, your aunt just moved out of the house that you lived in for years with your grandparents. Um, your grandmother has passed a while back and that was the last house she lived in yeah yeah and now like your aunt just moved recent very re over the summer literally and, and actually that house literally sold on thursday right so now you know you're getting a fresh start looking at the way your aunt's doing things is she you know making it her own she is but there's also never been anybody in our family in this house that she's in now um she did keep a lot of the stuff, obviously, from right. her own house. But one of the reasons that she moved is because my grandfather is in failing health. Um, we don't know how much longer we're going to have him, obviously. But um, he's had a couple strokes, you know, he's just not in good health anymore. Mentally, he's not fully there. You know, he's got about yeah. a 10-minute loop that kind of goes on before he repeats himself. Um, so I understand, like, you know... The house that they were in that they just sold had a lot of stairs. Uh, yeah, and um, that was probably not, you know, that, that was best for him physically, health-wise. <coughs> but mentally, you know, I think the move would help with not being reminded that his wife is no longer around because she's passed. That was, that was a trigger for sadness for him. You know, like, it has happy memories in the house, yes, but... Everywhere you see a happy memory, it's going to make you think of the person that is no longer with you, and... I mean, you know, yeah, and that's where it comes down to the mental haunt, where she's not physically haunting the house. Right. But the memory was so strong that it was, you know, and I still refer to it as, all right, I'm going to Graham's. Yeah. You know, I very rarely say I'm going to Aunt Chris. I was always, I'm going to Graham's house. I'm at Graham's, like... And everybody knew my grandparents as Grandma Pop. Like, even your kids call, call my grandfather Pop. My like, grandfather was Pop, too. So, it, it's a natural, for us, Italian, yeah. you know. But, um, no, he kind of just adopts people as we go. <laughs> um, 
But he always, like, he's always, oh, how are the kids? How, you know, how are they? But I, I am noticing an improvement in him no. mood-wise as to where he's at currently, you know, from where he don't was. Don't like it. But. Don't like it. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know really what to think. I mean, he's on a single floor now as opposed to having to go up steps before, which was a major, major issue. He's not spending as many hours sleeping as he was. You know, he's starting to come around in some aspects and others he's definitely degrading. Um, but it's, I, I think a lot of it was that house. It was a lot of stress in that house. I mean, it's, it's different going to the new house now. It is. And it's, it doesn't feel like home to me. Like the other house, like I'd walk in and I was home. Right. I mean, you you uh, but, but I mean, lived you there lived there. Now, now you're going to be able to go over there and I mean, she's still in the process of making it a home because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> These aren't small houses, by the way. These are not like tiny little two bedroom like capes. It has two basements. Yeah, it literally has two basements. Like yeah. It's on several acres of land. Like it, it, it's a sizable it's a it's a it's a two story house. It's got two. What three bedrooms? Regular bedrooms upstairs. A master bedroom. Two bedrooms downstairs. No, four bedrooms. Four bedrooms. Yeah, because to the left of the bathroom is two. To the right of the bathroom is one. As soon as you get up to the top of the steps, and then her makes four upstairs. And then two downstairs, five, six. Okay, I only remember going and then two of the ones upstairs and then going her room. I remember room. I was going to knock down the wall between the two if mm. I ended up doing anything on the one yeah. side. I don't know. It was a while ago. It has a huge attic, which is easily <coughs> Creepy, creepy, creepy attic. Yeah, Kat kind of liked it. Um, The basement has, it's literally two different basements. Um, The one also has this really bizarre ledge that... Cat wants to make her like crawl space. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, at this point, uh, we're ten minutes over. We have to close the gates. Yeah, we do, you guys. So. Um, you'll get a little bit more insight on our lives again at some point. <laughs> but you know, regardless of what you guys are dealing with, physical, mental, emotional hauntings, like let us know. Yeah, we'd like here. to know. Could you live in a house that somebody else lived in? Somebody died in. What are your house limits? Like, what are you, what's your haunt limit? Yeah, what is your haunt limit? Absolutely. Um, so this week's question, because I have a lot of them. Do, do, do. If you had to design your own horror movie villain and or hero, what would they be like? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back with our answers. All right, bye. Bye. bye.